there's so many great things happening. Like I was saying this just earlier, is, is all you guys online, and obviously you guys here too, is I, I can't tell you. I wish you could see my email. And Barb hears my conversations all day, just uh, the miraculous happening in people's lives due to the simplicity of prayer, like Connie ha- experienced, right? Just this woman's having serious mental health issues. She's free. And, uh, and we'll share again if you guys didn't hear that. But so many great testimonies. And so... Um, I just, well, I'll, I'll probably share a couple of those, but just uh, when you realize God's good and he's only love and, and that's all he is and he's made it so simple um, that a child can do it. A child has to be able to understand the theology and so I'll, I'll share a pretty cool conversation I had this week. So anyway, um, uh, Dr. Cecil, if you're watching this, is, uh, he was the co-founder of Global Grace Seminary. Some of you guys may know that. I'm with Don, Don Keithley. And so he called me this week and he's like, hey, I've been watching you for a couple months and... Um, I want you to help me develop a curriculum with basically the spiritual and the science behind it that's practical because you're getting all these testimonies. And so I said, uh, I said, well, let me tell you, this is where I'm at. So I don't know if this fits or not because I'm thinking seminary. They may not want my sim- simple stuff because professor's job is to make comp- simple things complex. And... Uh, Jesus' job is to make the complex simple, so it's backwards to me most of the time. And so they get paid as a professor to make it hard, in my opinion, because kids understand this stuff. It really. And so I said, here, let me just tell you what, what God clearly shared with me. And I'm not one of those weird ones, you know, like, thus saith the Lord. I'm not like that. You know, like every, I'm like, yeah, right. Um, let me tell you, you know, I'm just like, yeah, right, okay. Uh, but I was half asleep Tuesday morning and, and just kind of waking up and, and just kind of praying and meditating what I do. And, and, uh, and I just clearly heard, he's like, you don't know who you're reaching right now. It's, it, you're reaching so many people right now. Keep teaching what you're teaching. And uh, it is really miraculous online what's happening. It's fun. And so, um, but here's what he shared with me. He said, you know, Jesus was real when he said children have to be able to enter into the kingdom, Right? And he says, in fact, unless you become like a child, you're not going to enter. And then here's what, here's what kind of rattled me and uh, uh, like shook me to my core a little bit like, oh, yeah. So he, he goes, Mike, the theology that people teach has to be practical to a single mom that was just diagnosed with cancer and she's scared to death. And so I shared that with Dr. Cecil. I go, it's gotta, if we're going to teach this... Uh, that's how simple it's got to be because she doesn't have time to go to your seminary. She doesn't have time to meditate for hours. She doesn't have time, because I was raised by a single mom. And I said, she doesn't have time to, to do all this stuff. She doesn't have time to get in the word more. She's scared to death. She's not going to be able to take care of her kids. And whatever you teach has to save that situation in her life. Would you guys agree with that? And so uh, I knew I was talking to a kindred spirit when a doctor, this professor, is like, that's exactly why I called you. And that's the kind of that's the kind of curriculum we want to put together for prayer. I'm like, I'm in then. I'm in. We'll do it. So we're going to talk. Uh, and so one of the things that we were talking about, just quantum physics, and, and um, like, uh, which kind of was tonight too, because a lot of people, they don't, wouldn't you agree that, I think when you really understand, you don't have to understand quantum physics at all, because Jesus taught it in simple parables. If you understand the parable of the story, he goes, you understand it all, right? So he gives us really simple things. If you plant a seed, whatever you plant, that's going to grow. And uh, your heart's your soil, so it's, it's really, uh, what do you dare to believe? That's really what it is, is. What do you dare to believe in there? And your level of daring to believe his goodness, faith worketh by love, so that you, we have to start from the foundation that we're perfectly loved sons and daughters, perfectly loved. Would you guys agree with that? Because faith worketh energio, the emotion of love. That's how stuff happens. That's how we change our heart. And so it's easy to have faith, when you know you're a perfectly loved son. It's really hard to have faith when you're taught, get into the word more, pray in tongues more, do all this stuff more. I go, that single mom doesn't have time for that. She's scared to death. This better be practical. That's just, um, when he said yes, that's exactly why I called you. I'm like, praise God, man. I like this professor. So, uh, oh, isn't that good? That's just good to me. I'm like, oh, yes. But as we were talking, I said, you know, as really what I'm looking at is, is where the church is kind of missing it, in my opinion, is like, well, when, when science is confirming this stuff and uh, when people completely outside the church are getting results better than the average church, 
right, of practical stuff like financial testimonies and healings and marriage restorations and all the things that we deal with that go, um, maybe we should listen a little bit, right? And that's where I was really encouraged when Brad Jerzak and I were chatting too, and, and we were chatting about that today. I was like, yes, that's what we do. And so I, I, I wanted to, um, which is one of the reasons we have the Inspire 100. So I want to share one testimony that uh, is just awesome, and this is Millie. Remember Millie? Yeah, so you know Millie. So this is a lady we help. This is exactly why we do an Inspire 100. So if some of you guys online and here, if you don't know what it is, it's um, a friend motivated us because he was raised by a single mom. I was raised by a single mom. And, uh, and I was not an easy one to raise, was I? My girl knows. So, I, well, I know I wasn't because I remember my childhood. So um, I was the epitome of, if uh, you tell me not to do it, not I'm only going to do it, I'm going to do it really well. And I'm going to take 10 of my friends with me because I just had some natural leadership skills. <laughs> I'm like, now we are going to do this and do it well. That's what I always said. I was like, uh, we were sinners and really good at it. And we were just awesome at it. And uh, so anyway, um, it, Inspire 100 is just what I think we should be doing. Is, uh, so if you want to give $100 a month, $25 a month, one time, whatever, is that's a direct uh, where we sow into um, to single moms, families in need, et cetera, to tangibly show them people care. So if you want to do that, all you guys that give online, it's awesome. But let me tell you how this stuff works. So um, here's the testimony she wrote. I have tons of testimonies that I don't even know which to share. I think I'll choose the one when I met you. I met you guys through some friends that I had just met. I didn't realize it at the time, but now I know that God was moving and totally in control. I had young children. I was just leaving a very toxic, abusive relationship. I had no friends. I had no family. I was basically alone. That is until I met you guys. I had no car, no job. I didn't have anything. And as I look back, I can see how God was still providing everything I needed. The Inspire 100 offered me housing for my children and I, as well as write me a check to buy whatever I needed to feel good about myself. Isn't that good? God, I love this stuff. Um, So thank you, all you guys that give, because this is the fun stuff we get to do. So I cried tears of joy that someone cared enough for me and my kids. It really meant the world to me. Growing up in a toxic family, nobody ever seemed to care. I know we're never alone, but the Inspire 100 really helped me feel like we weren't alone. The kids and I are doing great now. I'm in a relationship with someone who loves me and my kids is my own. We're even able to give back to Inspire 100. Isn't that cool? So she's, I'll share kind of what God was sharing on 2 Corinthians 9 with me again today too. And that is more than I could ever ask. ask or hope for. I can't wait to see what else God has in store for us. Things have only gotten better for us, and I know that it will continue. I'm forever grateful. Blessings to all of you. Love you and appreciate you more than you know. Millie, Jeremiah, Claire, Faith, and Grace. Is that cool? Is that cool? So let me just share you why we do this, guys, is is, um, I was, some of you guys know just uh, 2 Corinthians 9 is my favorite verse on giving and just what it looks like to to give in, in the new covenant. And he says, there's no requirement to give in the new covenant. But God loves a cheerful giver. You guys are all familiar with that, right? So there's no pressure. There's no whatever. And uh, he, God was just really just sharing with me. Even It's my, one of my favorites. But when, when, uh, when I read this, I'm like, oh, I just got a different light of, of that whole scripture. Because it says this. It says, um, God loves a cheerful giver. Agapios loves it. He goes, this is the life I really want you to live. Now he says, um, the same God gives bread to the eater and seed to the sower. I'm the same God, right? So he says, but let me, let me so if you just see me, that everything, if you understand the parable, it's always in condition of our heart. So was God taking care of all of her needs? She says he was, right? Even though she had nothing. She had no car, no job, no family, nobody. But somehow we show up. So he says, uh, he who sows sparingly will still reap, doesn't he? He says, you're still going to reap. I'm still going to take care of you. If you, if you. So if you see me as God, who's only going to take care of your basic needs, I'm doing that for you. But he goes, there's actually a better life. If you see me as this abundant, overflowing, rich God, where now instead of just receiving, I can actually use you to live this higher life where you see this abundant flow. Because he says, it's, I'm the same God that gives bread to the eater. I provide the needs. But I'm also the same God if you see me like this that gives overflowing abundance. So not only do you have enough, you can start giving back to others too. Isn't that even a cooler life? And that was just really real to me. I was like, oh, that's what that, yeah, of course. So if we see him as this abundant, overflowing, giving God, not just the the provider of our needs, because people get so violent in the grace community, I don't have to give. I'm like, you don't have to do anything. You're still going to reap. 
But if you see him as just, just taking care of your needs, that's what you're going to experience. Because it's the condition of your heart. But if you see him as, oh my God, I realize that as I, he really wants me to take care of the needs of the body because it's the same God and I can overflow in that. Isn't that a better life? I think it's a better life. So anyway, enough said on that. I, I won't hammer on that. It's just, this was so real to me. So she's gone from, uh, I reap sparingly. He's taking care of my needs to, not only is he taking care of my needs, now I'm able to take care of other needs. Isn't that cool? I think it's cool. Anyway, if you don't like that one, whatever. Um, I love that personally. I'll just share one other testimony. It's, uh, oh, it's just, I was, I don't know if you're in here. It was just like, I wish people could see my email and my, well, I would no, you probably don't want to. Where am I at right now? <laughs> it's worse. No, 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 no. It's just like, I get to you. Sorry, guys. It's just, where am I? 10,186. So I'm 12 more than I was on Wednesday of unread emails. <sighs> yes, Jesus. If you wait till the last minute, it only takes a minute. Thank you, Father, that you collapsed time and space. So anyway, but I will get to you. But it's just, just been awesome. So anyway, I wanted to share this that I read to you today. I'm not have time to get through these other ones. I printed some out, but um, I'll share one. And uh, I'm not going to use names because... So she, she, um, she was a Christian... Um, Christian young age and then uh, she's like man my life was just normal I had no fear I had uh, life was good and then I, then, I, then I started hearing about how angry God is and, and if I don't do something quite right he's going to torture me forever and, and uh, half the people I see I feel guilty if I don't get them in and she goes I just I, I couldn't handle it and I had to reject a God like that doesn't that sound familiar? Um, and so she says, I regret I can't be online. She, she summarizes the gospel, I think, perfectly. I regret I can't be online live tonight as I have guests coming over for dinner, but I'll watch as, as soon as you post it. I can't thank you enough for taking the time with me today. I wanted, to, I wanted to let you know I get it, caps. Man, I get this. You know what? I've been knowing God and hearing God correctly and been on this path all along. I only got derailed by small C Christianity. Big C Christianity is what you were talking about. Big C Christianity is knowing who you are as a daughter, a son, an heir of God, of Yahweh. That, and so I, I, she was asking me for how to pray for these three things. I said, once you understand this, it's the answer to everything you asked. We really don't comprehend God's love at all, do we? Us Christians speak with forked tongue. <laughs> little England language. So... Christians speak with forked tongue. On the one hand, they say God's love is transformative. On the other hand, they are bound by this book and its rules of correct behavior. So which is it? Are you transformed or not? Because I think that what you were saying to me today is I don't have to worry about being obedient, keeping the rules, because when you're transformed, you no longer live inclined to live from the inside, the fallen mind. You quite naturally live as a reflection of Christ when you know who you are. None of it has anything to do with struggling to be better. All we have to do to be right is to know the truth and be aligned with who we already are in Christ. When we go astray, defined as feeling separate from God, all we need to do is turn back to the mirror where once again we see ourselves as the transformed heir that we are. See the thing you long for already accomplished. I don't think I want to be a, become a teacher. Oi, the pressure. But yeah, maybe something uh, of starting something here is in my future. We'll see. Or maybe I'll get a teaching position at a college near you. It's going to be a great adventure. I, who knew I, there was still so much adventure left? And then she says, if you haven't heard of Pete Adams' interview of comedian Peter Holmes, Run, Don't Walk, in the episode on the Bible for Normal People, so everything you're talking about, and I know it'll blow your mind. One of these days I'll come meet you face to face, and we'll have church on your deck with a glass of wine. Love it. She nails it, because I was telling her, she's like, well, what is sin? And I was like, sin is not behavior. I think you guys got that. I said, sin is seeing yourself any less loved by God than you are, even though you had bad behavior. That is missing the mark. And it's really hard for people to get because as, as I was sharing, she goes, so well, what if we do this? I go, you're not free in the new covenant until you're free to do it. And it sounds like you're giving them license to sin, but she got it. She was like, if the only reason as the bride of Christ we're following rules is so God's not angry with us, that is a dysfunctional marriage, is it not? I said, how about you know you're so loved, even if you made a mistake, that you're free and you won't desire to do those things because love doesn't do them. They don't trust that the love of God is more powerful than fear of retribution. Would you guys agree with that? 
All right. So anyway, I was like, yes, yeah, she nailed it, man. It's really hard. It's like there's no rules in the new covenant. Well, what if I sin? No, 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 no. Thinking that he treats you less because you did something wrong is sin. But don't think of that. Jesus, he's perfect love. He keeps no record of wrong. So th- then I can tell when it, when it starts to get a little heated. So are you saying? No, I'm not saying that. Jesus and Paul did. <laughs> I'm just kind of echoing it, and you're just beating me up for it. So anyway, uh, but once they get it, like, I get it. Love would never treat people that way. Once you know you're loved, we love because we were first loved. Got it? All right, let's talk about this prayer thing. <sighs> I, think, <coughs> I think you're going to love this. So the Hebrew roots of prayer. Can we just hit this first slide? Um, so I, was, I was going, you know what, Lord, show me something. Because um, I firmly believe in science is just, is just sharing this. Is, uh, I'll quote a little bit out of Joe Dispenza's being the habit of being yourself. And so here's, here's the only thing I would preface with that. I love this stuff. Hey, if, it's kind of like Jesus. So you go, and listen, if, if you're healing cancer in four days, then you're on my team, right? And the, the person's like, I don't really care how you did it or didn't do it. I'm just happy I'm healed with cancer. And that's kind of what God was speaking with me is about the single mom. She's like, uh, I said, but show me, show me some more where, where we are really, our hearts and minds are this divine creative act that our hearts and minds is so much more powerful than we think. And you've heard me talk about this a lot, but I, I went and looked up create in Hebrew. And so I just want to share a little bit of this. So I put the word pictures in there too, so you have it. So Hebrew reads right to left. So the word create is bara. To sh- and in Strong's, it's shape, fashion, or form, conditions, or circumstances. So I'm going to start from the right to left. So bar, the first letter is bet, and the picture of it is a house or inside something. And then resh is the head, is a, is a picture of a head. And it's the head, the first person, um, or your mind. It's a picture of a head, right? So some of you guys know bar is the word for what in Hebrew? Son. Bet resh, bar. Simon bar Jonah, Right? Simon Barjona. So, bar, even if we take bar, bet, the first letter is in your head is sonship. So, when you realize in your head you're a son, you're a son. You get bar? Because that's what he said. Your sonship, the, the old covenant, the Hebrews had it by lineage or flesh, and you were bar mitzvah. That's where the word comes from, right? So, you became a son by flesh. But the new covenant says you're a son by what you believe in your mind. Cool? Even in the Hebrew. So, so let's, what, let, let's see what create is. So Aleph is the picture of an ox, the strength of a servant or a leader. So what is the servant in the new covenant when Jesus says, I'm going to give you what as a servant? Spirit, right? I didn't give you a spirit of fear where you have to fear me. I gave you a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind, right? So check this out. So bet, resh, aleph. So how do we create? Our strength is in the spirit. So as a son, what we, our strength is the ability to create in the spirit. You guys get it? So the son's strength, the son is bar, bet, resh, strength. The son's strength is the ability to create. Got it? And then in Hebrew word studies, they went backwards too. So let's go the other way. So Aleph is strength. Resh is the head again. So Ra, <coughs> Resh Aleph, is to see. If you go look it up in Strong's, it's the ability to see. So the ability to see where is how you create. What's the other letter? The ability to see inside the house is how you create. You guys get it? Is that cool? I gave you a spirit of power, energio, pistis, that you can move things. It's dynamic. It's, it's, it's all those words, right? And we think it's just our imagination. I'm trying to show you that our hearts and minds literally create. The ability of a son is the son's strength is the ability to create. And what you see inside is how we create. Cool? Okay, let's do one more. Let's do, uh, uh, so I looked up imagination. I got a couple up more next week too. I just didn't want to take too much time. So if we go to the next slide, imagination in Hebrew is literally the word potter. Like a potter, if you go look at it, it says the ability to form clay into whatever we desire. So our imagination is like a, a potter potting the clay. You're building to form whatever we desire. 
So now check this out. So imagination, again, right from left, Yad Zayin Resh, Yatsar is, is in Hebrew. So Yad, the first letter is like this arm, the strength. It's a hand sometimes, Yad. And so Yud Hey Vav Hey is the outstretched hand, right? The hand of grace nailed in grace is Yud Hey Vav Hey. So anyway, but Yad is the, our strength, etc. Zayin is, if you look today in Hebrew, it's like an axe or a sickle to cut something. But it was a farming implement. You go look at it, the farming implement that harvests. And then resh is the head again. So how do we create? How, do we, how are we like a potter? So the Hebrew word picture tells us our imagination is the strength that brings a harvest from our mind. Doesn't that sound like the parable that Jesus told us? He goes, if you understand this parable, you're going to understand everything. Did he not? What did he say? Whatever your, so- your heart is the soil, and whatever you believe there, is going to harvest. You don't have to know how. He said, just like a, a grain of corn is planted in soil, it goes unseen. You can't see it, right? We go to sleep. We know not how, but first the blade, then the year, then the full harvest, but you will reap a harvest, whatever you plant in there. Because if you understand this parable, you understand all parables. This is the kingdom. You guys got it? Jesus called this your, your, uh, Jesus called this your prayer closet. And so uh, let me just read this out of um, what I do with my phone. <clears throat> Where we get the Lord's Prayer. He's, he's, criticizing, the, the, he's criticizing your Bible study. <laughs> you guys with long prayers, you think you're going to be heard. Isn't, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And that's usually when I kind of roll my eyes when most people are like, let me pray for you. I don't have time. <laughs> this isn't nearly as hard as what you're sharing. So anyway, just joking if you love your Bible study. I just don't really like them that much. I just lose. Because uh, most of the time it's like debate class. It's like, well, the Bible says this. I'm like, God, jeez. Ah, Lord. All right, so Matthew, where is this? Okay. All right, so here's Jesus, Matthew 6, 6. I'm talking about prayer. And so here's what, uh, actually, let me, let me back up, because here's what he says. Um, Take heed that you do not do your alms before men, to be seen of them. Otherwise, you have no reward of your Father, which is in heaven. Heaven is Uranus, the Spirit, Right? Therefore, when you doest thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. What was their reward? Oh, I feel good. Look at me. I'm so amazing. They're doing external things, right? So, um, but when thou doest alms, let not thy left hand know what the right hands doeth. Meaning, do it in secret. Just He's not saying you can't. Most people take this literally, and they miss it again, what he's trying to say. is He's like... Um, don't ever share what you're doing. No, no, that's not what he's saying. He's saying your reward is not to be seen. Your, your reward is what you, the motive behind what you're doing in the secret place, right? So, but when thou doest alms, let the left hand know what they're doing. May alms be in the secret, which thy father shall in the secret himself shall also open the rewardly. And when you pray, so here's, he's, he's going, don't be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say to you, they have their reward again. So they, they were like, wow, what a holy guy. You got a prayer group? How many hours did you pray in tongues last week or yesterday? Uh, I didn't. Oh. Didn't I, I have these conversations with this elder in church all the time? I'm like, that peckerhead. <laughs> so the next, you guys heard me last week. I'm like, so how long? He's the hypocrite, right? Let me show you how I prayed in tongues last week. And I said, how much did you do yesterday? It was amazing. I did five hours. Got rid of that. So he didn't have his reward anymore. He couldn't boast in his prayer, right? So here's what he says. But, but, but you, when you pray, enter into the closet. Now, don't go build a closet, guys. The, the, <laughs> Jeff Forrest and I were talking about this. Theology has to be practical. What about those dudes in Kazakhstan, whatever, they have the circular homes. They don't, they, they don't build a closet. It has to work for them. What's he saying? So if you go in the closet, where are you really going? In your heart, within. Go in. In fact, in the Berean text, it says, but when you pray, go to your inner place. 
It says, go to your inner place, and when you have shut that door so nobody can see you, what's going on, pray to the Father which is in the secret place. And thy Father which is in secret shall reward thee openly. So here's what he's saying. People are going to know what you do in private because it's going to be seen by all. Because what you're praying in here, what you really do inside, you're going to see outside. This is the whole thing, what I'm trying to get you guys to see. You guys follow me so far? All right. So let me just share. Uh, I want to read a little bit out of here because here's what I want you to get. Um, your heart and mind are the creative ability of God. It's literally the ability of God to create. And we think it's just, oh, it's just our imagination or just, a, just our heart. Kind of like with Connie, right? Is, uh, some of you guys heard this testimony, but it's just awesome. Because this, this, this lady, her friend, had some serious mental health issues. And I was just going into a meeting with, with friends. And she calls and is like, hey, here's what's going on. And, and I said, Connie, this is, I'm telling you, when you pray, believe you have received it. So what do you want? She's like, I want my friend to be you know, whole in her right mind and healthy and whole and not going through this tragic situation, actually. I said, okay, so before you've even asked, you have that. So if you have it, what's it going to look like? And if, if your friend was completely whole right now, no mental health issues, how would you feel? And we did this the other night too. Almost everybody does it. Once they catch this, they're like, oh, that would be amazing. Like, they, they exhale. They rest. Oh, that would be amazing. That's what you're looking for. Faith is energy owed by love. I said, he's already given you, granted you your prayer. Before you've even asked, he said yes. Does it, doesn't he say that? So if you have it, how are you going to feel? How are you going to, you got our heart, where, the only place spiritual is our heart and minds, right? We can't figure out what, I'm not talking about your thumping heart. I'm talking about this inner part of you that we can't, nobody can really figure out, but science is kind of figuring it out. So that's why scripture says, guard your hearts and minds with everything you got. Philippians 4, hey, when you pray, don't be anxious about anything. That's in there, isn't it? Okay, Lord. Don't be anxious about anything, but make your requests known unto God. Where do you make them known? Shut the door when you do in your inner place, right? Deep cries out to deep. You've hauled all these scriptures. Spirit talks to spirit, right? He knows what you're even thinking, etc. He's like, but your heart is where I make everything happen, belief. And so really I was going, Lord, help me, help me demystify this faith thing because I think it's just... I can't even, I don't even like the word because it's been so abused to me. Like, just have enough faith. This poor single mom, this, good luck, right? Well, here's the secret. Pray in tongues for five hours. No, I don't have time. You guys agree? Maybe you do, but most of the time it's like the hypocrites boasting. Oh, I've got this amazing prayer life. Just stop already. Let's help this single mom, right? So, I was like, Connie, you already have it. You already have. So how would you feel? Oh, I'd feel amazing. So I got two minutes. I told her, I got two minutes. So here's what you do. So you see your friend. If you already have what you asked for, you've asked for your friend to be whole, right back to normal. So I said, see your friend telling you, Connie, thanks for being here for me. I feel better than I've ever felt before, and I can't believe how fast it happened. And she's like, oh. That would be amazing. I go, that's the emotion you're after. Your heart is the emotion that we're after. Faith worketh the energy of love, right? So it has to be, it'll be those energies of love, the energy of love. So it'll be gratefulness, uh, free from the pressure of sickness, free from the pressure of strained relationships, free from the pressure of financial strain. How would that feel to you guys? That's the energy of love. Does that make sense? So, and then the mind is you picture as if it's already done. So I shared that testimony last week, I think, with you guys, where she's like, didn't happen immediately, but within 14 days, she goes, it happened exactly how she did it in her mind, didn't she? Did she say that? So we're going to do that for Pete tonight. Exactly what we have in our mind is going to happen. So let me just share with you uh, Joe Dispenza. Now, like I said, the only thing I would share with this, I love this stuff, but it doesn't have to take you an hour of prayer. You can do it in a fraction of the time if you do Christian prayer, which is Philippians 4. Most meditation, it takes a long time. Very few people master it. And uh, uh, I just know me. It better work faster than that, Lord. <laughs> right? Because otherwise I don't want a part of it. If a kid can do it, how much, how much patience does a child have? <laughs> Praise God, I'm in the right family. Right? No, I'm serious. He goes, if you're, a, ch a child better be able to do this. Follow me? 
And so uh, you kindergarten teachers, man, hallelujah. I, I did Sunday school one time, didn't I? I said, oh, I can do this. I come home, I go, sweetie, I'm not cut out for this. I thought I was going to throw, throw these kids through the wall. <laughs> you know, like, like, oh, Lord, you moms are your saints. Because honestly, I was like, he's going through the drywall if he does that one more time. But that wouldn't be Christian, so I can't do that. So anyway, man, you know what I'm talking about? That's when you go, praise God for moms, man. So some of you men can do it. It's just I'm not one of them necessarily. Um, that's why you do such an awesome job, sweetie. Thank you. <sighs> so here, here's, here's what he says. Uh, here's the quantum part that I'm really excited to build some of this curriculum with. So quantum just means science is trying to explain how the spirit works. They're trying to explain the parable of the sower is really what they're trying to do. And they're getting pretty good at it, which is really fascinating. So uh, you know, Philippians 4, it says, don't be anxious for anything, but in everything, make your request known unto God through prayer and supplication. Where do we do it inside? Right? And then he says, and the peace of God, the shalom of God, the oneness, the union of God shall guard your hearts and minds. Now, meditate for an hour. No, it doesn't say that. It says, now, what does it say? Think on these things things that are lovely, things that are pure. So if you're looking at for prayer, you make your request known unto God, is what Philippians 4 says, knowing that you're one with him, that union of God will guard your hearts and minds. What you've asked for in prayer, you've already received. And then what does he tell you to do? He doesn't tell you to empty your mind. He tells you to think on. So if we're looking for health for your brother-in-law, what are we going to think on? Lovely things that he's whole. We have, yeah, he's running around. Slapping you around, right? Right? Yeah. <laughs> Get it? So you don't have to meditate for hours not thinking of anything. Because I know me, and you're pro- some of you guys are probably like me. Some of you guys are much more patient, but some of you guys are like me. Telling my mind not to think about anything. I'm thinking about the Yankees game tomorrow already. You know, I'm like, what? This doesn't work for me. He doesn't tell you to do that. He doesn't tell you to empty your mind scripturally. Hey, I praise God for these guys because they're getting results. But I'm just saying it's easier and we can all do it because a child can do it. And a child has a very vivid imagination. Think on these things, right? So you can think on what you desire. Your imagination is divine. You literally start to create what you, what you think in your mind and what you feel in your heart. So here's, here's Joe Dispenza. I love this. So you guys know what... Quantum, the, the basics of quantum is it doesn't appear in the physical until you focus and, and pay attention to it. But the minute you pay attention to it, it goes from a probability of, of, of nothing, the unseen, to what? Matter and seen, right? So uh, let me read this. In other words, a particle cannot manifest in reality. That is ordinary space-time as we know it until we look at it or observe it. Weird. So Einstein got it. Everything's energy and everything's mass and mass and energy. It can go in and out of phase, right? It goes from particle to wave, particle to wave. Once you, des- once you look at it and expect what you desire, it shows up. That's what science says. Is when you expect that matter to look like that, it shows up. But until you do it, it's a sine wave until you, you, you haven't told me what you want it to be. So anyway, quantum physics calls this phenomenon the collapse of the wave function or the observer effect. So you take it from the unseen to the seen. That's what, that's what the classic faith verses are, right? Hey, we, by faith, we understand that everything you see was created by things that you don't see right? All things are possible to him who has faith. Let's demystify this faith thing. It's really quite easy. It's your heart and mind. So we know that the moment the observer looks for an electron, there's a specific point in time and space when all the possibilities of the electron collapse into a physical event. With this discovery, mind and matter can no longer be considered separate. They're intrinsically related because subjective mind, you get to choose what what you want your mind to think on, produces measurable changes on the objective world, meaning what you think on is going to create things, is really to, to make it really simple. Are you beginning to see why this chapter is called the quantum you, the subatomic level, energy responds to your mind, mindful attention that becomes matter. And I just wrote, what we focus on takes it from energy or a possibility. All things are possible to him who believes. So what we focus on and expect, you have what, before you pray, you have it, now think on these things. Think on exactly how you wanted it to be when you prayed. Things that are lovely. If you're sick, you're going you're gonna to see yourself whole. If, you, if you're praying for finances, you're not going to look at the mess, the bills, the stress. What are you going to look at? Exactly what you prayed for. 
right? Then ye shall have it. Because whatever you focus on goes from a possibility to real. That you see it. Was it, here's where, I think most people really, this is where, I'm trying to make this easy because most people pray to God, asking God to do something to them, right? Most of you guys are going to wait a really long time. And then you're going to get ticked off and go, prayer doesn't work, this stupid thing. What if I did it and it didn't work? I hear that a lot. No, you didn't do it. Once I really get into it, I'm like, you didn't do it. And it's not to be taken as a thing. It's this glorious thing that, oh, but if I, if, if I see it as already real, so when, I, when you pray, you're not praying it for it to happen. You're thanking God that he's already created it and it has happened, and you're enjoying it. Does that make sense? So I was talking to this lady, so I said, well, I did it, and it didn't happen. I said, no, you missed it. It happened. It happened. Before you even asked, it happened. Now think about it as if it's already happened and feel it as if it's already happened. That's prayer. You guys got it? So that's why I was sharing with some of the, 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 the different cultures and, and you know, people like, that's not Christian. I go, yeah, but it works. They are taking the divinity that they have. They might call it a different thing than you, but they understand there's no separation between man and God and they're in union and they are doing these things that we should all be doing and teaching our kids to operate in it, Right? So, I just want to share a couple of things. So, this means the quantum field contains a reality in which you are healthy. If all things are possible, so there's a reality that you're healthy if you're sick. Isn't that a possibility? Yeah, okay. If you're struggling financially, there is a possibility that you're really wealthy. Is there not? Yes. If you're, if you're not happy and you're depressed, and, and every, there's a possibility that you have joy and happiness. Is there not? You possess all these qualities and capabilities of the idealized self that you hold in your thoughts. As Jesus is, so are we in this world. Isn't that 1 John? Right? And then if we take 1 John 5, he says almost the same thing. He says, this is the confidence we have in him. 1 John 5, 14, I think it is. And I think I'll help you how, it, how it, I think it should be translated. This is the confidence we have in, in him. If we ask, I'm going to say it how most of you guys do it first. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. So most of us take that as if we don't ask something according to his will, then we don't get it. Is that how most of you guys take that? That's how it's taught, isn't it? Well, what's his will? We don't know. He works in mysterious ways. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> like we're screwed. Right? Well, darn, I missed the whole verse because I don't know if his will is. And they spend hours trying to figure out his will. Here's his will. I've set before you life and death. You get to choose. Just like parents, we go, hey, kids, what do you want to do with your life? And then they go, we're passionate about this. And as parents, what do most of you guys do? That's awesome. Let's do that. And if we understand that as an earthly father, how much more does a heavenly father understand that? The, the, here's, the really, here's the really amazing part. If God's so good, why is there evil in the world? Because he gave it over to us knuckleheads. Exactly right. I've given you such divine creativity that even if you create the wrong thing, your heart's going to produce it. Does that make sense? You are... All the foundations of the world are out of place. You thought I was separate from you. You thought you had to work to get back as a slave. I'm telling you, the strength of a son is the ability to create with his mind. So here's, here's how I think that should be. This is the confidence we have in him. According to his will, he hears everything we say. Doesn't he say that? Yep. And then the next verse makes sense. And if he hears what we say, we have what we request of him. That's how it's the correct translation of that. It's not, Lord, is this your will? He's like, I've given you a choice. You can choose, choose life. Think on these things. They're lovely, life. You guys getting this? You can choose. That's his will. He's like, but whatever you ask, you make it known in the inner man, your imagination and your emotion, it will return just like a seed. This, this is really good news if you're starting to get this, right? So, so let's go to this last part now, and I'll, I'll finish up, and we'll actually take some examples. All right. So these classic scriptures, but I'm trying to demystify this thing a little bit. Let me share just a couple more. So uh, if you ever heard Joe Dispenza, here's how he talks about it. He's a neuroscientist, a chiropractor, everything. Some of you guys know a story. 
he, he physically healed six vertebrae that were literally crushed. He goes, I saw them whole in my imagination and they became whole in my body. When all, he got four different, uh, four different um, what do you call it, when you go to the different doctors? Four di- opinions, yeah, four different opinions. And they all said, uh, hey, you need to get this surgery. You need to put a steel rod in your back because if you don't, um, you might be paralyzed for the rest of your life. And he's probably just ornery enough like me. He's like, no, nah, I'm going to figure this stupid thing out. And that's what he said. He goes, I realize that if, 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 if there's a loving creator that created me, that same loving creator knows how to heal me, right? And he goes, God, you, you share with me how to do this, and I'll spend the rest of my life teaching people how to do it, which he is. And I'm just, I'm just trying to give you the life hack. It's actually easier. You don't have to go spend hours. You can do it in five minutes a day. So thoughts are the language of the brain. Feelings are the language of the body. You're thinking one way and feeling another. When your mind is in opposition to the body or vice versa, the field won't respond in any consistent way. That's classic prayer for most people. They're going, please, Lord, heal me. And their heart is full of panic. Do they have, are, they, are they praying, when I pray, I'm already healed. How would I feel and respond if I was already healed? Joyful, grateful. Usually it's this peace. Like I said, I'm usually, when I'm on the phone or with somebody, uh, even the other night at my house, I was like, so if you're, this is what you're praying to God about, imagine if you had it right now, how would you feel? Some of you guys were there, they're like, oh, I go, that's what we're after. That emotion, like peace, that, oh, yeah. So if you practice that, you see it, you see what you're praying for is already done, and I'll give you really practical examples of how to do it, and you'll go, way too simple. I'm sure that's what your, your sister was saying. Wait, what? Aren't we supposed to do long prayers and cast the demon out and all this stuff? Right? I'm, legit, I'm like, I'm telling you, this, I got two minutes, so it better work in two minutes, right? Praise God, no hour, five hours of tongues, nothing. So um, hold a clear intention of what you want. What do you want when you pray? But leave the how to the unpredictable quantum field. I would say it's the parable of the sower again. Plant the seed in your heart, what you desire when you pray, go to sleep. We know not how is what Jesus says. But first the blade, but whatever you plant there, you will harvest, but you can't explain it. That's the mystery of the kingdom of God. We can operate in it, enjoy it, but nobody can ever figure it out. Like how, how does that apple seed know to produce a whole apple tree with multitudes of apples, right? Until we can figure that out. Uh, we'll, we'll figure it out when he's face to face. Then I still think he goes, I still got more. You think that was good? I got more. So it'll be fun. So hold the clear intention of what you want, but leave the how to the unpredictable quantum field. I would say trust love greater than yourself to treat his bride correctly, you. That's how I would put it. But leave the how to the unpredictable quantum field. Let it orchestrate an event in your life in a way that's just right for you. If you're going to expect anything, expect the unexpected. Surrender, trust, and let go of the desired event will unfold. All right, easier said than done. All things are possible with God, with me so far. Infinite possibilities, that's what they say. Science will tell you there's an infinite possibilities. So if you're struggling financially, there's a possibility that's available to you right now that you're wealthy. Right. It's right now. And he said, before you've even asked, I've, I've said it, yes, that's, that's what you want. You got it. So Matthew 19, 26. And to him who believes, all things are possible. Mark 9, 23. When you pray, believe you have received it. Already past tense. So when we're praying for healing, we're not going, please heal him. Right? We're going, Lord, thank you that Pete's leg is perfectly whole. And you see it in your imagination. What if it was already whole? How would you feel and how would he feel? Wouldn't you feel that relief? Wouldn't you? Connie, I know, would feel the relief, wouldn't she? Yeah, so we'll do it. All right, so then you have it. It's this really interesting. In fact, if you, if you start putting the other scriptures together, it says, um, in fact, you had it before the foundation of the world because all things have already been created. And science is confirming all this. Matter is neither created nor destroyed. So events don't, they just go in and out of phase, right? So what do you want your life to look like? When you pray, what do you want? This is the confidence that we have in him. He hears anything according to his will. He tells us he hears everything that we say and ask for. And if we know he hears everything we ask for, we have what we've asked for. It says it over and over and over and over and over in Scripture. It does not come from you doing religious exercises for 10 years, getting into the Word more, praying more, because good luck. Try to get your three-year-old kid to get into the Word more and pray in tongues for an hour. Good luck. True? 
It has to be simple enough a child can do it. So what can a child do? They have a really good imagination, don't they? They enter into, well, that's why I said when we were in Black Forest, we had all these toys and four-wheelers and whatever, and they wanted to play with sticks. And they also do it right away. They do it right away. So what, what do you want your look like? Scripture says you have it before you've even asked. Okay, that makes prayer a little different. Create that picture in the mind of what you desire. Use your imagination to see and feel as the real event has already taken place. Don't worry if you don't see the results immediately. We know not how. We go to sleep and we don't know how. But are you going to receive the harvest? Yes. So it works 100% of the time. It's the creative power of Christ. It's not just your imagination, guys. It's the divinity within you. That's what he's saying. You're not, this mystery is the anointing to create is in you, not separate, right? You're one with it. So it absolutely would not fail. Jesus called this your prayer closet. Go within and what you do within will be seen on the outside. It's all saying the same thing. So let's boil this down really simple. What do you really want? What do you really want? That's what I'm doing with, with, with us right now, right? Like, what do we really want? Because I've set before you an infinite number of possibilities. You guys get to design your life. So what do you want? When you pray, you have, know that you've already received it before you even asked. Isn't that a mind bender? So you see what you want is already done. So let's, t- let's, just do, uh, let's just do this practically right now. So Pete's left foot, what's going on? Just messed up a little bit, right? But what do we, re- we don't, it doesn't even really matter. We're not praying for God to heal it, are we? What are we really praying for? We want his leg whole, right? So I want you guys to do it with me. So if we want his leg whole, before we've even asked, it's true. He's already healed his leg. It's whole. It's already healed. So that's where you create a picture in your mind as if it's already whole. So I, I, I'm just going to do this. And you guys, Connie, if you hear this, you can do it too for your husband. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And I, I just see Pete. And this is where the body's fun. Like Sunday night, you know, different people that have words and knowledge and spiritual sight and everything. It's a lot of fun. 630 Mountain, 8.30 Eastern, freedomministries.live, if you want to get on. It's awesome. Because um, people are really starting to flow in their gifts and whatever, and they're like, wow, I've had this my whole life, but I, it, I didn't have to work for it. I go, yeah, because slaves work, sons inherit, right? It's a gift, you can't, so anyway. Um, thank you, Father. So I just see Pete telling you guys, thanks for being there. My foot has never felt better, and I can't believe how fast it happened. Can you see that in your mind? Now how it, start to picture some of those emotions, right? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And honestly, guys, just picture this man walking around. His left foot's completely whole, and he's kind of amazed. And he's looking at it. I can't believe it. It's, it's real. I can't believe how fast it happened. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for the joy. Thank you, Father, for his fullness. Thank you for his vibrancy. In Jesus' magnificent name, it's done. Before we've even asked, it's done. So, Father, we thank you for that. And when you start to sway, what do you do? All of a sudden you look, and it's still not whole. I see this a lot of times, too. People are like, I went to bed, and I was positive it's going to be there. And then, then they look up, and they go, didn't change. Didn't work. Where are you supposed to do the work? The inner man. See it as if it's done inside, and it will become seen. That's what faith calls bringing the unseen to the scene. Am I making this simple enough for you guys? All right. So let's just take a, uh, so if you need something financial, whatever. Let's say, uh, what I don't know, you're, you're praying for uh, a specific amount of money, all right? Before you've even asked, what has he done? He's given it to you. He's already given it to you, Right? Now, if he's already given it to you, how do you feel? Most people feel peace. They're like, oh, the pressure of that is off. Philippians 4, right? Don't be anxious about anything. You have the divine ability to create exactly what you want inside you. And the shalom of God, the peace that comes over you, will guard your hearts and minds knowing that you already have it, that he's not this yes, yes, no God. He's like, before you even asked, I'd said yes. Right? 
So if you already have it, that's where that peace, I think that verse comes in. Oh, I'd feel the, so start seeing yourself as if the prayer is already done. In your imagination, see those events as real. So um, if, if you're married, whatever, you can go, honey, doesn't it feel awesome that this is what our life looks like? And you start seeing and feeling that emotion. Think on those things, and you will have it. You guys get it? So you, you don't look at the challenge. What do you do? See the, see the finished prayer is already done, and picture it in your mind, your imaginations, if it's already done, then you have it. And it works 100% of the time if you do it. Simple, isn't it? You guys got it? Okay, so Father, we love you, we praise you, just, oh, thank you. People are getting it all over the world right now, and the testimonies are flying in. Oh, and just let these guys hear, everybody under the sound of my voice, just let them know that he's good, he, he loves you perfectly. How would a, a loving husband treat his bride? He would never make it hard. A father would never make it for his son that difficult. It's not difficult. It's as simple as using our heart and mind. When we pray, know that we already have it. And if we already have it, what emotions bubble up? That heart and that mind is exactly, exactly what they're confirming with science is the thing that brings it from the unseen to the seen, proving that everything we see can be changed, it's fixable, and it can do it in divine speed. And we just thank you that we have that assurance that you love us that much, that every situation we're in, every impossible situation is not impossible at all, we change it because the same anointing that Jesus carries, we carry. And whatever's attracted to Jesus is attracted to us. That's faith. That's easy. Our heart and mind is imagine and feel the emotion, and it will come to pass exactly how you see it and feel it. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. You're released if you need prayer. Hopefully that makes sense to you guys. Oh, yeah. So offering. <laughs> yeah, Father, we just thank you. As we were sharing, is, is 2 Corinthians 9 is like, you're the same God, however we see you. There's no pressure in the new covenant. If we, if we see you as just going to provide everything, that's okay. That's okay, because you'll do that. You'll, you'll, they'll, reap, they'll reach apparently. But if they want to really bigger than that, you're the same God. You go, you know what? You can also see me as, as you give, know that it comes back overflowing. So you always have enough for you, and I can use you to take care of the rest of my body till they catch it. Father, we thank you that you make all grace abound. Supernatural things in their businesses, supernatural things in their in their jobs, think of supernatural things in their marriages, just their family lives, everything. Father, you make all grace hyperbound is what you say. That's just who you are. So we see you that way. So as you give, guys, if you give online in here, just start seeing it coming back to you, magnified, multiplied in this beautiful flow that Brad and I were talking about. Just that's who he is. If, that's, if you see him as that, he is that to you. In Jesus' magnificent name. Amen, amen, amen. All right, you're blessed. Amen.